Could that become the best defensive play in Islanders history? This game was not boring. Varley was right there. He was in the, the net, and my, all the my, teammates went to pull up and they mobbed him. Hulk smash. Newsday presents the Island Ice Podcast with Andrew Gross. And welcome to Island Ice. Newsday's New York Islanders podcast, episode 101, as we hit the next set of 100 episodes. And folks, what can I tell you about the Islanders' 3-2 win in Game 4 of this NHL semifinal series, evening it up at 2-2 with the Tampa Bay Lightning, heading into Game 5 on Monday night at Amelie Arena, and guaranteeing at least one more playoff game here at this venerable barn, Nassau Coliseum. This was one of those games where you, when you just realize how much you love this sport. And Ryan Pulak just saves the Islanders' bacon by, by stopping Ryan McDonough's shot with uh, one second left in regulation, a spinorama backhander with Semyon Varlamov out of position. Otherwise, this one was going to overtime after the Islanders had led 3-0 going into the third period. And who knows what would have happened in overtime. And if you're going back to Tampa down 3-1, then, you know, there's probably not this inflection in my voice right now. And hi, I'm your host, Andrew Gross of Newsday. You can find me on Twitter at A Gross Newsday, and you can find me on a Delta flight to Tampa in about six hours. So, and I'm joined as always by my friends and Newsday teammates, Neil Best at Sportswatch and Colin Stevenson at Colin S Newsday. Um, Colin will be joining us a little while later. He seems to be looking at his phone. <laughs> Facebook, man. Facebook. I, I, gotta, I gotta check uh, check what's happening. I, I I do have an announcement to make. Neil, this game was not boring. <laughs> <laughs> so I was concerned with the first three games on the boringness level. This game was not boring. Yeah. So no. we, so there's that. Okay. <laughs> We've we've reached the non-boring level of the of this series, and guys, look, you know, I I've been writing or trying to describe in, in with words exactly how monumental that Ryan Pulak play was. Um, I, I forgot who mentioned it to me, but I think it was might have been Peter Schwartz as he was leaving the building. Could that become the best defensive play in Islanders history? I mean, well, you know. With, the, with with these types of things in the playoffs, the answer is always, well, are they going to win the championship? I, I mean, it's, it's going to be remembered, yes, absolutely. Yeah. But if, if you win a championship, obviously it becomes part of the lore. The, the interesting thing about that save was it it really was a save. Like, sometimes you know, it wasn't like, okay, he was standing there and the puck hit him. It, you know, he actually had to actively He save. made a glove yeah. save. Right, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and it was funny, uh, Ryan Pulak was asked after the game if he had ever played goalie. And he said, maybe in street hockey. But, you know, he's got a 6'2", 215-pound frame. And he expanded it. And Ryan McDonough has got to – he's going to be seeing that shot. You know, I don't know how much sleep he's getting tonight. <laughs> but that, but this, game, this game was headed to overtime. And it, it – 
It was a potentially devastating result for the Islanders after they had played so well in that second period, and you come into the third period leading 3 nothing, and then, you know, Braden Point, because I guess he is contractually obligated to score in every single playoff game he plays in, extends his goal streak to seven games, makes it 3-1 pretty early on, um... Shot maybe Varlamov should have stopped. Probably should have stopped. Yes. Probably should have stopped. And then about three minutes later, Tyler Johnson with another snipe as the Islanders were just getting caught running around defensively. And they looked nothing like the team they were in the second period. Barry Trotz calls a timeout. They seem to calm down. But still, I mean, it's the beauty of hockey. You know, the game was on McDonough's stick there. Potentially the series. They go into overtime. I don't know if the Islanders come back if, if this game goes to overtime. You know, it's, it's so many things went their way. Like in the last, you thought they'd weathered the storm, right? They call the timeout, and they get a couple of really good shifts. And then they get the power play there with, uh, what is it, two minutes and change left. And it's Victor Hedman, too, going off, right? So like, Oh, and he was, he was angry. He was an angry Victor Hedman. He smashed his stick. <laughs> Hulk smash. <laughs> he, was, he was angry. And, and you know, it didn't necessarily look like a, a real penalty in live action. But I saw the replay. It kind of looked like, you know, he did get him. And, and it's a legitimate trip. But, but either way, I mean, like, their, that's their best player going off and certainly their best defenseman going off. And they have to, you know, you have the power play. And, and it looked like the Islanders were just playing keep away. Like, they yeah, had no they, interest in trying to score a goal. No, four like, corners. Oh, they went four corners. <laughs> but, you know, so, like, then the, the, then it all ends. And, you know, the, the power play ends. And, and, and Tampa Bay is desperate and coming back. And, wow, that's, uh, you know, I, I didn't think there was time for them to, to get that shot. And that would have gone in. I mean, I saw the replay, and I think there was like two seconds two, left. Yeah, yeah well, on the score sheet, it was listed as 1959. <laughs> so it, was, it was two seconds, but, but yeah, it's still... Um, yeah, you know, just in terms of that third period, though, I, I understand, you know, just like with basketball, there's 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 runs, you know. there's <laughs> Watching the Lightning play in the third period, I'm thinking, well, why can't they always do this? Because they look, like, incredible. But you know that's not the that's not the way it works. I get it because in the second period the Islanders were by far the better team, and, and in the first period the Lightning they were. I, I mean, look, it's back to it's kind of what we've been saying the whole series. I mean, yeah, I mean maybe the Lightning are a little better, they have a little more talent, but the Islanders just keep proving they can play with this team. And now two two is an appropriate result for the first four games of this series. Yeah, I mean, we, we talked, uh, we talked. I think, I forget it was the last series or the series before, about how you can have a close series, but if it doesn't go long, people don't think of it right. as being close, right? I mean, you could have, if you lose a series in five games uh, and it's all one-goal games, and we think it's, you know, it wasn't close. In this case, now at least we know we're going a, a long series, going to be six games. We're going to have one more game here at the, at the Old Barn. Um, and, I, and I think that's right. That's about right. That's 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 what we deserve. Oh yeah, no. That's why you know. If, I, I don't know what the betting lines are going to be, but the lightning again is, with the betting. No, I'm what? just. It illustrates public perception <laughs> is what betting is. Betting lines are perception is and, reality. No, I, the lightning are still going to be favored to win this series in terms of betting. Yes. Uh, well, they and, have two and, of the last no, three games at home, which too. doesn't matter in hockey. So. 
but, but you know, in my mind, this is a this is a toss. It's a fifty-fifty series right now to me, yeah. um, because the Islanders just keep showing that they belong over yeah. and over and over again, no yeah. matter how many big names are on the other team's score sheet. Yeah. To, to use an analogy, and you, you speak about, you know, Ryan Pulak's play will obviously be perceived in a different manner if the Islanders manage to get out of the series and go to the cup final for the first time since 1984. You know, I, I know this is an Islanders podcast, but I, an analogy would be how big is Kevin Durant's 49-point game now? Because right. well, yeah, the, 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 the Nets were eliminated tonight as the Islanders were, then, were beating the Lightning. Yeah, now we obviously weren't able to watch that whole game because we were busy. We did see the last couple of, you know, last minute of overtime. But yeah, uh, but yeah I mean, right. I mean, Durant's had another 48 points today, but then missed two late shots. So, yeah, no, absolutely. It changes. It doesn't change what he did a couple of nights ago, but it changes how it will be remembered. Yeah. And uh, Pollock, same thing with Pollock. I, I mean, that, it'll. Yes, it'll be remembered, but it could be, his, you know, really historic <laughs> if, they win the, if they win the Stanley Cup. You know, it was, it was one of the first times I think I've seen, because Varley was right there. He was in the net, and my, all the my, teammates went to Pulak, and they mobbed him. That was, that, that, that was my favorite thing about the entire thing. They, they just blew right by Varley and went right to Pulak. I, I love that. And Barley went over there too, of course. But, but that, that, was, that was funny. Yeah, I mean, and look, you know, and I got some messages on social media like, what the hell was Varlamov doing there? I, but, I was kind of wondering that myself. Well, I know he was trying to be aggressive. He, he challenged. I know. And look, you know, people, it, I, I, I know McDonough has, you know, he's now a second line defenseman. He's not exactly what he was no. in his prime with the Rangers, but. Ryan McDonough has some mad skills, and that was an incredible move by him. Yeah, and and, and in Varley's defense, he he knows the clock. Like there's only a couple of seconds left, so, right. so be be aggressive and just try to snuff this out. And you're not thinking, oh, they're gonna get another chance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it was fun, and then and then you know the, there was other drama in the game, which I wrote about for my column, which is Matt Martin. You're you going to get to that? Was that on your... Yeah, no, your, I, your I have show, a mental checklist. Okay. I don't know if you can see it, okay. but I, I have a mental... No, I but before, before I get Before I get to Matt Martin... All right, I can and before that. Uncle well, Leo... We've, oh, we uh, got line changes. Yeah, oh, come on, that. you've been okay. you've been advocating uh, yeah, yeah. for Kyle Palmieri right. on Matthew Barzell's well, line since the dawn of time, since the dinosaurs oh, yeah, yeah, no, right. roamed no, the you're planet. Right. You're right. You're right. And that four shifts into the first period. Yeah, he makes the shift, and now and he went back and forth in and, the third period, and they scored a goal. They scored. They a did goal. score a goal. So yes. it was very interesting. Your Barry's answer to the question about doing it was very convoluted. I was not 100% sure what Barry was talking about. However, obviously, you know, he was trying to get more offense on that first line. But it was, it was very interesting, though, that in the third period, he went back to the original lines, presumably for defensive And then reasons. they gave up two goals. <laughs> well, I know, but, but it was very, you know, he doesn't want to talk in too much detail about this. And You know what the worst kind of defense is? What? Prevent defense. Of course, oh, yeah. of course. Yeah. But that, yes, I, I think, well, yeah, of course I thought it was the right move because I've been <laughs> saying it for, yeah. I, I and meanwhile, meanwhile, 
What are you thinking as Leo Komarov is skating down ice with a shorthanded breakaway? I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to give more ammunition to Colin about how I allegedly don't like Leo. <laughs> but I did think it was cute how he came in and starts doing these head fakes and, you know, you know, Vasilevsky's like, like, what are you doing here? <laughs> just, <laughs> and, you know, just, but I don't know. I, I don't want to do Leo bashing because I no, know I, he play, he's a useful uh, player. But, yes, I was happy to see that well, line change. You know, one thing I did notice, and, you know, a lot of the pregame talk was about Brock Nelson's line, and, and, and they showed up tonight. They had a much better game than game three. Anthony Beauvillier with the secondary assist on a, a beautiful Brock Nelson to Josh Bailey feed. That's, that was uh, the secondary assist. Beauvillier gets his first point in five games. We all know how he's streaky, and maybe this is – you know, this lights the fuse on, on, on that line a, a little bit further. But also a lot of the talk was about how the Nelson line was drawing a lot of the defensive assignments against Braden Point's line as they had against Patrice Bergeron's line in, in the second round against the Bruins and Sidney Crosby's line in the first round against the Penguins. But it, it, as I'm watching this game tonight, the Jean-Gabriel Pajot line with Leo Komarov on it, uh, along with Travis Zajac, was getting the bulk of the defensive assignments against Braden Point. And I, I, I thought that was as interesting a switch as, as flip-flopping uh, Palmieri and, and Leo Komarov there. Yeah, and it's gonna, obviously it's going to be interesting to see what they do moving forward because, you know, because of the fact they were kind of going back and forth and and because Barry didn't really lay it out for us exactly what the idea is here, we have to figure it out for ourselves. So, <laughs> so, so let's ask the question. Wally coming in? If it was going to happen, it, it would have happened in this game. So yeah. I don't know why we, yeah. why you would do it at this point. Yeah, no, we're, we're past the Oliver Wallstrom yeah, question. I want to play fantasy hockey. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah, no, that was, a very, that was very interesting hockey stuff when he did that. But 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 then there's the broader world of non-hockey stuff that Matt Martin's story fits into. You know, because Neil, <laughs> I was just about to ask you about Matt Martin and Matt, his night. Yes. Yeah, so I mean, I think I tweeted after. Now, of course, I did not know the lightning was gonna was gonna you know put a scare into everyone in the third period. But when he made it three nothing and it looked like the game was over. Yeah, I, I tweeted. You know, this this just makes my job way too easy because when, you know the this story. You know, when I, when I talked to Boomer about Gunner's wedding and Matt Martin not being able to go, I did a story about it this week, and it was you know it it was very uh, a lot. It was there was a lot of interest in it because it's a great story because this the, all the circumstances of this and Gunner's very public life and fighting cystic fibrosis and then. Matt Martin here, and they're very tight. The whole human interest part of it was great, and then to have Matt Martin score a goal, have it be the deciding goal, and have it have it be the first star of the game. I mean, come on. I mean, I shouldn't get paid for tonight, really. <laughs> you know, like, you say that a lot. No, 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 not wanting to get no, no, paid. Only for, no, I only say that for day games, not not eight o'clock games. But tonight, I'd be willing to not get. So, paid. so the Newsday editors. So. Are, are, are you know as, as the checks are being handed out and they're thinking you know <laughs> payrolls going well Neil doesn't get paid this week because it was a day game and Matt Martin scored if game, again though if game five goes to overtime I get double I get double pay all right 
Who is Matt's wife dancing with at so, the wedding today? So Sydney, his wife, posted a, a video on her Twitter feed of her dancing with a Matt Martin cutout at the reception in his full Islanders <laughs> gear and just dancing, you know, dancing. Aww. I couldn't tell. The timing was right around the time he scored the goal, so I'm not clear on whether this was after the goal she was celebrating or what. But, um, it, you know, it, it's... For those, just very briefly, for those who don't know this story, you know, Gunnar set his wedding date for June 19th, knowing that the Stanley Cup Finals were always over by June 19th, but he set it prior to COVID. So here we are. The, the Stanley Cup Final has not occurred yet, and Matt Martin is out here. Um, but for him to score tonight, yeah, it was just... It's it perfect. And, and it's his first goal of the playoffs. It's yeah. not like he's had, you know, two or three. Or a- after five last season in the yeah, bubble. Yeah, he, he had five last and he season. Was, and, of course, in addition to the goal, he was running around hitting people all over the place. Oh, well, he, he knocked Cernak into the dressing was, room for a few minutes. And the, the amazing thing about this guy, his, the hitting part of his game, is how rarely he gets penalized. Like, mm. it's amazing to do what he I does. I actually thought he could have been penalized on that one at Cernak. Um. Mm-hmm. You know, the the puck was gone. Took a run at him. Maybe a split second. <laughs> the ref was standing right there. He was standing right there. I, I yeah. I mean, I, I watched the ref very carefully on that, and there was there was never any there was never any indication that he was going to penalize him. But he could have been. I mean, if it was me, if I was the ref there, I, I might I might think about it. Mm-hmm. If, if, so if I could paint the word picture here, so Matt Martin scores the goal, and I, I'm looking down at my keyboard I'm trying to you know get the information out and all of a sudden I feel a tap on my left shoulder and I turn around and 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 Colin is kind of poking at me and then he starts pointing at Neil and and Neil is pointing at the TV screen and banging on his chest saying Matt Martin he mine he mine the other thing was you know Colin high fives me now, I, now, normally, like, a, a non-journalist would see that and say, oh, those guys are celebrating an Islander's goal. And that, you know, no, no, no. no. We're no, celebrating no, no. an obvious story that I can now write before the deadline for that edition. In fact, I, I talk, we talked at the last game, and I said, when Matt Martin That's scores right. on Saturday you did. night, you did. are you going to write him as and a column, I, or will he be a sidebar? And you said, absolutely, you said the game-winning goal, which it, right, which right. it was. Which it was. Which it was. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the two goals the Lightning scored in the third period ended up helping me. Exactly. Uh, McDonough's scoring better. would not have helped no, me. No, that would not have helped me. <laughs> that was... <laughs> so all in all, everything worked no, out for it you. it was a lovely evening, actually. <laughs> You know, all worth the two and a half hours it took you to get. No, it was, a, it was, and and as a, as a fan of the sport and of sports in general, obviously, yeah, you once you're done working and you get to sit here and kibitz with your friends, um, yeah, it's one of those nights where, like you mentioned earlier, it's just a great night to be here and be here for this kind of event because, uh, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, well, it was funny right as the game sort of ends, or actually after the Brooklyn Nets game ended, as we watched. A couple of minutes of overtime there, um, since our you know our first deadline stories were in. <laughs> so I get a text from my wife, who uh, she had gone out. She was telling me she was home, and you know, and I, I text her back. I was like, oh, you know, I'm glad you're home. Check out the end of this Islander game. It was an insanely good game, <laughs> and she texts back and she goes, you know, I'm glad you 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 
like this enough to say you can cover an insanely good game that, you know, you like your job enough to do it. And I texted back. I said, "Hun, I literally get paid to go to hockey games. (laughs) (laughs) So it's it's funny because I texted my son. It was, you know, watching at home. And uh, it was before the Zooms started, right? We were waiting for the Zooms to go on. I had a couple couple of minutes. I just texted him. I said, oh, you know, you must be really fired up. And he goes, I haven't moved. I'm still trying to process this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the Islanders will celebrate this win for 10 minutes. Yes. And then it's on to game five. The, they'll, no practice on Sunday for the Islanders uh, before traveling to Tampa. Game five, I mean, you know, another, it's almost, it's not a must win because, you know, they they could still come back. They're coming back right. to game six at the Coliseum. But you need to replicate a lot of what you did in game one and a lot of what you did tonight. Uh, I, I thought one thing they did really well tonight, and, and Barry again talked about it before the game, was getting quote-unquote grunt goals. You know, getting more traffic in front of Andre Vasilevsky, who, by the way, he did not look like the world's best goalie tonight. No, he did not. Uh, uh, But to to just pick up on your point with the grunt goal, um, you know, I was watching Kyle Palmieri on that play, and uh, he was battling with Sergachev in front, and... and, uh, and Sergachev bumped him, and then you know he went, you know, repositioned himself for the shot to screen the goalie, and and of course, you know, then there's a shot, and and, and then somehow Barzal gets it with it with an empty net and, and tucks it in, <laughs> and then and then Paul Mary gives Sergachev a shove, and then Sergachev cross checks him in the back, and then you know we're going four on four after that. So I mean, it, you know, that's that's the kind of stuff that they need to do with Vasilevsky. But as you said. He was not great, Vasilevsky. I mean, I don't, I, I don't, you know, I don't recall any great save that he made tonight. I don't recall any great save that he made in the last game, which they won. And so that's the one thing that kind of is like, okay, you know, one of these nights, this guy's going to really break. And, and that's what Dan Rosen was talking about on episode one hundred, right? right? That this guy is going to steal the game at some point. Well, he hasn't yet, though. He yeah. stopped Leo on a breakaway, <laughs> yes. and you're saying he made no great saves. I, <laughs> actually, that was kind of routine. <laughs> I sort of said that to you, too. You, you turned to me, has this guy made any saves? I was like, well, he stopped Leo on a short-ended breakaway. <laughs> you know, it's, it's interesting, too. Like You talk about the social media thing. That first goal came right after I tweeted. I don't think this guy's made a save yet. Yeah. I asked you what yeah, you, you, you're stirring so up the. Really you were stirring up the hornet's well, nest there too. Marley well, had more memorable well, saves. Well, than the he one did. he made. I mean, it's three-two, and look, you know, we we agree that the point goal was not necessarily uh, his best the moment, and well, the one Kucherov to keep it at three-two. Yeah, I mean, there there were a bunch yeah. of different turning points I yeah. thought yeah, yeah. as that third period progressed yeah. but I actually had in my initial story you know Varlamov made what was it, wait, 28 saves Yeah, and I wrote none bigger than stopping Nikita Kucherov, Kucherov yeah. in the slot at 15 whatever it was and then because I had about 
20 seconds to process what happened at the end of the game before actually filing my story, and I had to fit that Ryan Pulak play. Right. I, I said, yet that didn't compare to Ryan Pulak's <laughs> save. <laughs> can, can I ask a hockey question since I don't pay attention to the Tampa Bay Lightning except when they play the Rangers or Islanders in conference finals? Comma. Leo Kamara. Uh, so obviously Stamkos didn't play against the Islanders last year. Right. I saw a lot of him in the 2015 conference final against the Rangers. He's right? not. He's what, not what, the same. He's not the same player what after to this guy. Well, a lot of injuries. He's had injuries. He's older. He was. He was I, he's he's now a he's now a right wing instead uh, of a center. But he's done. He's been very quiet in this series. A they're. The Islanders are playing a bit of some good defense. Well, but so so part of it too, like uh, our like what Dan said, um, they are playing more defense um, than we expected them to. Right, they're relying on defense, and all the goals that they've scored for the most part have been power play goals. So like he's he's on the power play, and that's probably where he's been getting his points. And they look, they had what one power play tonight? Yeah. Um, they had what one or. The last game, they haven't had yeah. many power plays in, in this and, series. And and speaking of turning points, and, and it's a great point because that's, you know, you talk about what the Islanders have to do in Game Five. It's continue to only allow the Lightning power play, you know, one or one or, one or two chances. I thought that penalty kill after, you know, Clutterbuck for for as good as he was tonight, he has two assists. Two six, primary six assists, shots on goal. six shots, and he was hitting a lot of. He was in the middle of every dust up, but that that penalty he took in the first period was not the smartest penalty to take. And I I thought the Islanders' penalty kill there was was you know in the two minutes the the Lightning did not really get to set up until there were about right. 30, 35 seconds left on that power play. And then you could see how dangerous the lightning power play was, but because they only had 35 seconds really to, to, to work with, the Islanders got out of that first period 0-0, and I thought the end of the first period from that penalty kill on really set up what they did with that three-goal second period. Imagine if Leo would have scored on that, that breakaway. Oh my God! I mean, you know, the thing—the thing, the thing I find interesting about Braden Point is that it's not just—he's not just like a, you know, Phil Esposito standing in front of the net getting the garbage no. goals. This guy is just—he creates for himself, just like yeah. you say with a basketball player, creates his own shot. He, he's just like really good at hockey. Yeah. Uh, well, they have a lot of guys that no, are really good at but hockey. But he's—I uh, realize Kucherov is, is very good. But I'm just saying, Braden Point yeah, is yeah, also no, really good at hockey. Really good. Really good. <laughs> And Victor Hedman continues, you know, whatever renaissance he's had because he, he was dangerous again, I, I thought, this game. On that penalty with two minutes left, I, I initially, like Colin, thought – I thought – it was Clutterbuck? It was it Clutterbuck, was Clutterbuck right? yeah. I thought Clutterbuck just tripped watching it live. Or fell. And then on, well, right, right, on his own. No, yeah. no, no, no right. I mean – I meant on his own. Yeah. And, and then when – yeah, but then in the replay, yeah, he, you know, Hedman yeah. got a piece of him, so – yeah, yeah, I so mean, I, it, what, what you can say about that play is the hustle Clutterbuck yeah. showed to get to that yeah, spot along the wall. Yeah. And regardless of what Hedman did or not, you know, Clutterbuck put himself in a position where the referee had to think about that call. You know? Yeah, I mean, listen, the refs, again, were not good tonight. Yeah. I, I don't think they were good. You know, like you mentioned that Clutterbuck penalty that he took and it wasn't a great penalty. 
you know, Tampa Bay did the same thing on Mayfield. Mayfield got crunched by two guys. Well, how about when Nelson got, oh, who was it, Maroon just oh, smacked yeah. him upside his yeah, head yeah. coming by. That, that, that was a total Hanson Brothers slap yeah, shot that, moment. That, that was a strange. How is, how is that not a that, penalty? That was strange to not be penalty. Like, it was, yeah. and the, the, the other weird thing about that was Brock didn't react. Yeah, he yeah, just walked. He just skated away. Well, Maybe. I mean, he, he, well, he, he, did, he didn't something. want the re- didn't because want, I know, referees I know. always call the retaliation. No, I, I, know, I understand that, but it was, it, it was you're and, right. And, and if he calls two penalties, you're taking off Brock. For Pat Maroon. And, and Pat Maroon. Yeah, so, you know, that's yeah, not a fair... Tra- and, I know. And, and, and Brock what, probably said something to well, provoke okay, Maroon. Okay, but, he, but he punched him in the back of the head. But I have another hockey question, because you mentioned the circuit chef cross-check earlier. Yeah. I mean, to me, there should be a, a bigger penalty for cross-checking a guy yeah. in the back yes. than for giving him a little, you know, a little yes. shove. No, I, initially, I mean, uh, come on. Initially, we thought the Islanders were getting a power play out of that, and then no, somehow it was four on four, but it and it wound up as a four on three. I mean, I mean yeah. punching someone in the face is a lot less dangerous than cross-checking him in the back. That is true, but you know, it's hockey, and the refs, I, I you know. I, the refs were not good, you know, uh, and and they haven't been good this whole series. I don't think. Mm-hmm. Barry says they have a tough job. Yeah, sure they have a tough job, <laughs> but you get you're the best in the world. So look before oh, okay. before I go and get a two hour nap before my flight this morning, let's just focus on Game Five for about two three minutes here. What a do you expect in a Game Five and B what must the Islanders accomplish in Game 5 to, to get a, a result they need? I mean, this is such a cliche that I... Because they're playing on the road and because Tampa's really ticked off about what happened in this game, I think the key is to, you know, kind the of absorb that five. first rush. Yeah. Don't give up an early goal. I mean, it you know, it sounds... I've heard TV commentators say this since 1971, approximately. But in this case, yeah, I mean, I'd say that. Not so much because of the Tampa crowd... It, it's the Tampa players have to be just very annoyed right now. Yeah, you remember game two when they started all that after the whistle stuff? Yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure they're yeah. going to do the same thing again. So, yeah. you know. So the, so the Islanders just have to be disciplined enough not to get Turn caught. Turn the other cheek. Well, because in game two they wound up giving up five power plays, and as we've discussed, we can't, yeah. the Islanders can't do that. Yeah, I mean, it, it's ultimately – Look, they might give up five power plays no matter what they do. No. Because uh, if these officials are going to... Well, and, and, and you know, the, the standards are different from crew to crew. So, and and so, where so, you are, too. Like, yeah. you know, the, the, you know don't, don't put it past these referees that, you know, being in Tampa with all those people clamoring for stuff that they can't be affected by That's, that. I mean, they, they could be. They can't. It's not... That doesn't happen as much as in the NBA. But, yeah, it can be a factor... You know uh, what would help too? Yeah. Score first. Score I, first. Oh, they did that tonight. Yeah, yeah. The, the Islanders are much play, better, you know, playing with the lead as yeah. as all teams are. Well, and and as they also can't be trailing going into the third period well, yes. and, and, and have well, the, uh, the the lightning but, lock it well, down. Well, interesting stat from our friend Eric Hornick uh, uh, today was that they've played 16 playoff games this year and have not led after the first period in any of them. Wow. They have not led after the first period in any game. But 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 his other stat was so they're they're nine and two 
in the games in which they were tied after the first period, <laughs> which shows you how good they always are in the second period. Well, they've been, they've been really, really good in we, the which is funny because they were not great in the, in the second season, period in the regular yeah, right? season, and yeah. now, you know, so that's hockey, Susan, right? Yeah, well, who was it that asked the, the um, it was our, our pal Tom Galitti asked yeah. Matt Martin, like, if the, if it was something with the long change or if there's some... some right. and, and that was like, sure. Yeah, yeah whatever <laughs> yeah. you say. I mean, you know, sure. Whatever I mean, you I, say. I don't, I don't My wife's dancing with my cardboard cutout. You're asking me these silly questions. Just let me, let me get out of here. Uh, well, I'm going to say, and, and I made this point earlier, the, the, the Islanders in Game 5 are going to have to get even more bodies in front of Vasilevsky because I, I don't think he's going to be pedestrian two games in a row. Yes. So here's the question that I that I have to ask you is talking about the lines. I mean, what do you think he's going to do with the lines? Do you think Palmieri's going to start with uh, Barzal or no? No, no. I think he's I think he's going to have Uncle Leo with Barzal to start, and he's going to see how it goes because he doesn't have the last change down there. I I think he's going to revert to Leo with with Barzell and and you know deal with. Uh, you know, matching defensively as best he can without having the last change. I think he feels having Leo with uh, with Barzi gives him a little bit stronger defensive. Look, I'm I'm trying to figure Barry Trotz's thinking out here. I'm I'm fumbling along. I just keep hearing the word cadence. I don't know what that yeah, meant. I don't, yeah, he, it's not the first time he's used the word in that context, and I just don't get it. Like. Yeah. We work with words for a living. I, I don't. I don't I, and know we've been around, and we and we've been around hockey, you know. <laughs> yeah, but so. to me, but to me again, I mean, you know, we're making fun of Barry's answer, but I thought, I'm, listening to him answer that question, I thought he was intentionally just. I don't. I'm not going to go. I'm not doing this answer chapter and verse for you guys. <laughs> yeah. I just, I just did it because I felt that's the way I wanted yeah, to do it. So but, it was, uh, it was a little bit different when he just blatantly answered you the other day and saying, "I don't think I want to answer that." Well, that was well, that was fine, but, uh, yeah. the, the, uh, but I, I think too, like you know, it's, it's as you said, Andrew. I think it gives him a move that he can, he can make a change in game and force Cooper to, to yeah. have to adjust in game as opposed to okay, this is what their lines are going to be, and you know, this is how we're going to approach it. So yeah. now it gives Cooper something else to think about. Um, does Cooper? You know, I don't think Cooper's going to change up his lines because Barry's changing his. But yeah. you know, it just uh, it gives them something else to think about. Yeah. By the way, very interesting that Coop. Uh challenged for offside there when videos or, or finally we, we saw a replay that showed very clearly that that, that Peugeot was onside it, as Bailey was sending the puck it, over. It took several replays. I mean, I, I guess I can't... I, to me, it wasn't crazy for them based on how so yeah. hard so it was to see. What he what Cooper said in his, in his postgame was that they didn't have the... Uh, they didn't have that view that... What is it? The... The, the line view or, yeah, they, or the overhead the view. overhead they didn't have the overhead and so they were relying on um, the replays that they were getting off TV that's, oh, that's what yeah. they were relying and, and TV initially didn't have a good look at it yeah, Remember, it was like you know it was, it was hard to many see. many many replays before we got the yeah, definitive answer. yeah and, but but when we did get the definitive it, view it was like oh that's well, onside I, yeah well yeah but it, it, it was obviously it was definitely onside but it yeah it took so a while took to a get fly. the right shot but, and then yeah you know, i mean that on the islanders man they needed to they needed to do something they needed to punish them with that power play and they didn't but well, if, they were up three nothing and it, 
the the biggest drama of that um, that challenge was Matt Martin would have lost his goal, <laughs> and I would have lost my cow. Yeah, you would have lost so it. No, the you could have made it work. The st- no. You're a brilliant oh, wordsmith, man. You stakes, could have made that The work. stakes of that challenge. He would have switched to Leo Komarov. <laughs> if, no, if they, if the Lightning had won that challenge, I would have had to get paid for tonight. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to end it right there because I've, I'm going to. Uh, Go and get my two-and-a-half-hour nap before heading to LaGuardia Airport. Listen, thank you again uh, for listening. Thank you again to Neil Best at Sportswatch and Colin Stevenson at Colin S. Newsday for helping me get through another episode of Island Ice, Newsday's New York Islanders podcast. And uh, we'll be back with another one after Game 5, which is on Monday night at Amelie Arena. As one of these two teams, the Islanders or the Lightning, will take a 3-2 series lead and be on the brink of advancing to the Stanley Cup Final. Which team will that be? We're going to have to wait 48 hours to see. So until then, happy hockey, everybody.